Hello, my name is David Ades. I'm a poet based in Sydney and the host of a monthly poetry podcast series called Poets Corner in association with West Words in Parramatta in Sydney's West. For those of you who don't know and not from Sydney, we are now in week nine of lockdown. I'm feeling frazzled. I've been booted out of the house. The kids have taken over. Anything might happen during this recording, please bear <laughs> with us. West Words is Western Sydney's literature development organisation. Poets Corner is part of West Words public programming that celebrates the richness, diversity and insight that literature offers. Especially in these times, we thank the ongoing support of Create New South Wales, the Cultural Fund of Copyright Australia, City of Parramatta Council, Blacktown City Council and Campbelltown City Council, as well as the many project partners that have enabled us to continue to provide opportunities to writers and audiences. We hope that this new world will see a sharing and a closeness of spirit. As many of you will probably know by now, each month I invite a poet to read poems and talk about them for an hour or so on a the theme of the poet's choice. Our featured poet today, whom I will introduce in a moment, is Juan Garrido Salgado, who will read poems and talk about them on the theme of politics in the lands of the poet. But first, an acknowledgement of country. I'm recording this from Beecroft in Sydney. Juan is recording from Adelaide in South Australia. I would like to pay my respects to and acknowledge the elders past, present and emerging of the Wallamita people, the traditional custodians of the land in Beecroft, and also of the Ghana people, the traditional custodians of the land in the Adelaide Plains. Mm. And to acknowledge also that they have never ceded or given up their land and that they remain the sovereign owners of it. Right, Juan. Juan Garrido Salgado immigrated to Australia from Chile in 1990, fleeing the regime that burned his poetry and imprisoned and tortured him for his political activism. He has published eight books of poetry, and his work has been widely translated. He has also translated works by a number of leading Australian and Aboriginal poets into Spanish, including five Aboriginal poets for the anthology Espejo de Tierra, Earth Mirror 2008. With Steve Brock and Sergio Holas, Garrido Salgado also translated into English the trilingual Mapuche poetry anthology. The book, When I Was Clandestine, was part of a poetical tour at the Granada International Poetry Festival in Nicaragua, Mexico and Cuba, La Habana City, in 2019. Juan's latest book is Hope Blossoming in Their Ink, uh, released by Puncher and Whatman in 2020. Three of his poems were published recently at saturdaypaper.com in May 2021. Hi Juan, and welcome to Poets Corner. Hi David, thank you. It's very pleasure to meet you and, and Christian as well. Yes, it's lovely to have you on. I, 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 some people might accuse me of favouritism. I'm trying to get some South Australian poets in here, amongst <laughs> yeah. the others. Yeah. Now, you've chosen a politics in the lands of the poet as your theme. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you a couple of sort of introductory questions about that. Yeah. First of, first of all, what do you mean by poetry in the lands of the poet? Um, yeah, I mean, I think because, well, I am very passionate about politics from my early age of poets, when I was in Chile, I wasn't very involved in political situation. And also in, I, I really uh, believe in social justice issue and revolution. And some of the poets who inspired me in the beginning were still very part of my sort of 
thinking as well, like uh, Rocky Dalton, he, he was uh, one of the great uh, guerrilla poets in, in the 80 in El Salvador, in Central America. And of course, Pablo Neruda and Sergei Senin, even he didn't was much uh, a political poet, but he come from, from a, a very strong Russian background. And when I met, when I arrived here in Adelaide, in, in, Adelaide, in Australia, I started knowing some of the Aboriginal poetry and, and with a, a, a very strong sense of a political and social justice uh, issues as well and their poetry. That's why I, I think, and I keep even in, in, in recent time, my, my activism in, in politics in Australia. Mm. Uh, I wanted to ask you, it might be a difficult question, but you've opened it up with the sort of theme that you've got. I wanted to ask yeah. you about the context of the development of your political consciousness um, and how, how young you were when that happened. Oh, well, what's about, um, I was about, 20 or 19 years old in Chile. Um, when I start thinking about the situation of politics, um, but when, when Rio happened was in 1973, 11 of September, 1973, when the terrible uh, coup happened you know, in Chile and they, they assassinate the the democratic president, Salvador Allende, who was a socialist uh, uh, man um, and was, you know, was a, um, a um, CIA and, and Nixon and Kissinger, they imposed a, a real uh, fascist dictator, you know, like a Pinochet. So I was very young in that time. I just left the, the high school and and I started feeling what I'm going to do, you know, I, I will become a, a passive person or get involved in, in a very dangerous situation, you know. Just reading your work, Juan, it seems that um, poetry and politics are inex inextricably linked. Yeah. What came first, poetry or politics? But at this time of my life, 64, I think it's poetry because the value of, of a creation, the value of um, um, the, po the poem is see is beyond anything else. I think I discover a lot of things, a part of poetry. A spirituality for me is one of the very important thing now, you know, in Naisha as well. So I think it's is is poetry is part of my real spirit of being yeah i understand that i think my question was more you know historically what what came first when you were growing up were you oh. first, first a poet or first a, into the politics i think it was po uh, politic definitely yeah definitely because i, I joined the a resistant movement when i was at the end of the high school mm. um i didn't know much about literature or poetry at all, but in that context, I start knowing some some of the uh, you know uh, underground sort of um, books. What I got into me and the festival was Pablo Neruda, 
Mm. You know, you start reading the simple uh, oaths of Pablo Neruda, you know, and then become more involved in a political poetry. So I learned from that. Okay. So um, how would you characterize for you the relationship between your poetry and your politics? Uh, how? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's part of um, uh, um, a strong value what I got in social justice and human rights issue. And politics is part of that. I think that's sort of issue. How how we want to live in a in a in a society. You know how we want to uh, build a, a new world. For me, it's very important. And and I got a very strong sense of of that sort of picture when I write something as well. Politics. You know mm. and. And human rights, social justice, and poverty is a very strong issue as well, you know. So do you write, do you ever write sort of like non-political poems? Yes, I am. I have been doing, especially when I was, well, I am still in love with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was young, you know, still very, very passionate person. So I wrote a lot of poetry, you know, as well, you know. All right, let's hear some. In an in a intimate sort of way. Mm. Well, let's hear a poem. Oh, well. I will start with, the, with one of the, this book, what is um, Dialogue with Samuel Laferte in Australia. And also it's, it's the poem, it's the same name. Dialogue with Samuel Laferte in Australia. You are more than a shadow of my walking. You was the name I took as a militant poet in Moscow. Yes, I read verse in your name at Red Square beside the tomb of Lenin. Drinking and talking, we read Marx, that's capital to the women who was in the dark homeland from the near Soviet bar at the school of Komsomol, where we read the verses of Roque Dalton and Sergei Senin. After the return, we walked together into underground struggle as a twin childhood, as a fellow fighter, sharing the same prison and the same blood in the torture, sharing notebooks and pencil, and the sweet and the sour kiss of the lost in the hour of the rest necessary. Gradually, the verse were born, and since then I wonder who this poem belonged to, Samuel Laferte, or the other, I am even today, Juan Garrido Salgado. This is the poem. Um, Sorry, there's a second page, isn't there? 
yeah, the, sorry, not the first one of the, of this. Well, there's a second part, but I wonder if I can le leave for, for other point. Okay. Um, so, as you mentioned, this is the title poem of the chapbook you published in 2016. Yeah. In a review I saw in the Rockford Street Review, um, Dr. Beatriz Capello says, Juan Garrido Salgado was a political prisoner under the Pinochet regime. It is without doubt that his political activities and the fact that he was a prisoner have influenced the themes of his poetry. Garrido is many people in his poems. He mm. is La Fete, he is Ramon, he is the mothers of the desaparecidos. He tells us about the many who fought for an ideology and for freedom. His words present to the reader the struggles of the left, the dreams of the poet, and words impregnated with pain and suffering. Now, I wanted to ask you, who is Samuel Laferte to you? Yeah, well, Samuel Laferte was me when, when I started uh, joining the underground politic movement. And I, I took Samuel uh, as, an, as a student name, you know, under, underground name. But as, after I joined with joined together with some Laferte, who is a, um, a surname from a, a leader of Communist Party in Chile. And then I put together Samuel Laferte as a poet. And, and because in Chile, when I published my first book, that the all, the one of the only one in, during the dictatorship, I couldn't put my name, my real name, because I just was out of the prison and, and was not allowed to publish anything under my real name and was dangerous too, you know? Mm. So that's what Samuel Laferte became my real um, person. Yeah, because you sent me on a little bit of a goose chase because I was Googling to try and find out who Samuel Laferte was <laughs> and I, yeah. couldn't find, I couldn't find him other than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Samuel, I like, I always like that name. That's why I, I took it, you know. Yeah. Mm. And you reference in that poem both um, Roque Dalton and Sergei Yesenin, and, and you mentioned that they were early influences. Mm. Um, are they still influences? Have they been influences throughout? Yeah, I think it was um, Sergei Yesenin. I, I love I like his poetry and is still, still very passionate about his Poetry is very, it's not political, it's very a countryside, nature, you know, a love as well. But Roque Dalton was a sort of a, a poet who put so many things in a poem, you know, like uh, not only political stuff, but also uh, uh, intimate uh, things like, uh, you know, romance with women and, and, and underground and clandestine things and, and his travel to Europe in, you know, in condition what is no, uh, was no political, but so activism as well, you know? Mm. But I, I think Roque Dalton is, is one of my uh, great poets who always inspire me anyway. Mm. Uh, can you read us another poem, please? Yes. Uh, I will read uh, the same book. Um, 
this one, changing places to sleep, not for political security reason, after the reading at Safo last night. First, it was a cold and wonderful night to catch up with poets, a long conversation with Stuart Cook on Pablo de Roca and Nicanor Parra, a conversation on Valparaíso in Chile Picante. He missed it at meal. He said in a Chilean accent, to listen and laugh with Union Yu and Claire Nacha and Beth Spencer, their poem of life and luggage, creating sound and stresses on the English bow and Chinese-Spanish consonant accents, making Australian an open mic today, where 10 readers, young and serious, it was a great birthday celebration for Neruda on the 12th of July. Safo Book Show was a ship anchored at the shore of Isla Negra. Voices, accents, simple gift to the poets assassinated on the September 1973. Believe me, Toby Fitch, I saw you there as the captain of our journey into the sea of birth and conversation. Believe me, David added, I saw you there as one of the Neruda's ancient figurehead. Yesterday, after the reading, I was a child standing still at my mother's front door with no key, only an electronic car. An empty room keeping a visual for a dying ghost in the white bed. Beth and Claudia offer for me to sleep in Claudia's son's room, Ramon, who was traveling in Colombia. My stillness disappeared. I feel my mother's smile on the other side of the moon. Ramon's room was as warm as when I was Ramon in Chile in 1983 on my clandestine bed in places where I stayed with compañeros. Yes, I was Ramon Samuel or Bernardo. Never introduced myself with ID for security reason. Ramon was my name last night. I slept underground, smuggled up in my memory, but my dream were real. I wake up with dogs backing and hunting the moon's shadow at the door. I sleep in south of what used to be, durmiendo hacia el sur de lo que un día fui. I'm thinking rather nostalgically about going to a poetry reading at Sappho's. <laughs> yeah, that me too. That was a beautiful evening. And uh, we will be having Toby Fitch on Poets Corner in a couple of months. So that's something oh, to look cool. forward to. That's good. Um, yeah. 
Now, and I saw you there after a long time. Anyway, that's right. I was, we I met was again. A, it was a lovely. It was a lovely night. Yeah. The the past infuses the present in this poem, mm. and it, it sort of made me think. Do you feel, in a way, as if you are always underground, or always taken back to the traumas of of that period? Mm. Uh, yes and no. I think. Well, I used to be a lot when I arrived, first arrived in Australia, I think 10, 10 years took me to get up from there, you know? Because one, one of the things I, I didn't want to uh, let the past bury without, don't say anything, you know? Don't write anything what happened. Not only to me, but to many people, to many of my friends into many of family, the same situation, they live the same situation, you know? But um, I think it's um, now I feel more, the past was is very, very uh, away. And I start just thinking, uh, well, I fully living now here in what I have to live in Australia with my new friends, new people, new community, you know, and of course my, my family. Mm. Has poetry helped you negotiate that past? Of course, of course. Yeah, I think what is one of the great experience and 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 also I think is is one of my uh, way to express uh, um, uh, the 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 memory and the thinking and the suffering and the hope as well because I believe in in humanity I believe in people I believe in my friend so poetry and also I think theater also uh, helped me a lot to to do that you know mm. uh, I, I I am still acting in theater so I believe. Poetry and theatre is one of my uh, great uh, form of, uh, of come over many things. Mm. So this poem, like like many of your poems, is full of names of poets and others. Yeah, uh, that seems to be a very important thing for you to do to to name poets and, and people what's your objective in, yeah. in doing that i think because i, I learned from from another poets like uh, i mentioned in the in the poem before pablo de roca is not very well known in in the western uh, countries uh, but he, he if you read the, the his poetry in spanish i think um uh, stewart have been trying to translate it into english pablo de roca but Pablo de Roca has mentioned so many, not only personal name, but places, food, everything with a, a great detail, you know? And, and it's uh, Pablo de Roca for, for, for the new generation of Chilean and Latin America have been a, a leading uh, poet as well, mm. you know? But I, I think my influence is going that way. I think. Latin American poetry, uh, some of the Latin American poetry is uh, full of names and, 
and refer and ref, references you know mm. oh, i think ken bolton and there are others that do that here as well yeah that's right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah i can see that yeah all right can you read us another poem please yes um i will move to to the when i went when i was clandestine another man died at the naru manus island detention center like death poetry stumble upon words yes did death whisper here among us striking the citizens silent like a desperate cry between the bar of a prison where our heart duel we are a society made in the image of Pauline Hanson and John Howard. A wounded humanity exists in Naru and Manus, here on the street of many cities. We walk distracted and free, accepting the like aroma of coffee and this crime again humanity a refugee died today and my heart doesn't know beat the air is a bird bleeding in the sky and i am a stone inhabiting the soil no weeping no rain no crying on the prison's body Another man died in the Naru and Manos Island detention centers. Yeah, so this poem moves now to Australia, the yeah. closer to home and closer to the present time. Mm. I think we can all relate to the sense of despair in this poem that tries we might protest as we might agitate as we might and and many people do mm. somehow nothing seems to change and these problems these policies persist mm. and we can feel sometimes um, powerless to affect change i wanted to know what you thought is the role of the poet in trying to affect change with poems like this mm. i think i believe that the Poetry is a great avenue to, to give not only the, the suffering of the people, but also to, to give the opportunity to the reader and to the people who listen to poetry to think about what that means, not uh, the suffering in the vision of, of, the, of the poem or, or the poets, you know? And sometimes when you, when you read an article in the newspaper, it's so blind, it's so, you know, sometimes it's so um, um, cold, you know, but the poem, I, I believe that the poem is, in, in my case, or, or many other poets in Australia that who have been advocacy of refugee, they they are very passionate they are very committed but they are also in the, within the poem they are beautiful suffering uh, 
body of, of, of the creation. So, but is it is it is it poetry as witness, or is it poetry to effect change, or is it is it both? Well, I've I've long seen so we can uh, create the uh, or uh, influence the change. Maybe uh, we can try to influence the conscience in the in the. Um, in the point of view of the of the citizens, but I, I think it will be great to to a poet or a poem can be a real change in in that sort of situation, you know. But for instance, like uh, you know, um, um, I can't remember his name now, but he living in New Zealand, you know. He he um, wrote. Uh, Publish a beautiful and suffering and very painful book, um, Bukani, you know, Baru Bukani. Yeah. And he, and he, I think his book make a big change in Australia anyway, mm. for a lot of people. And, and he's, a, I, I believe he's a boy, a part of being a journalist, but I believe he, he got a real sense of poetry in his heart. Mm. Mm. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, you start off with the title Another Man Dies at the Nauru and Manus Island Detention Centres and then you finish up Another Man Dies in the Nauru and Manus Island Detention Centres, whether whether there was kind of an abandonment of hope there. Mm -hmm. Yep, was. Mm. Yeah, it was, I think. All right, do you have another poem? Yes. Um... Sorry. Um, I think I will. I will be in Australia yet. <laughs> With the war remain far away. It's from the my last collection, page um, fifty-five. Bullets are image and sound crashing into the TV room. Humanity is wild, selfish giants. Pain is unfashionable. War remains far away. Our response is silent and distance as if an invisible soldier is assaulting our breath. We think yes or no. Everything is like a shopping list of our need for the weak. And our relationship become a takeaway meals. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm wondering about this. If war is not here now with us, then we we we, we push it as far away as we can, mm. because if we let it, if we let, I mean, there's war going on somewhere all the time. Mm, mm. If we let if we let it come into our lives, it would be unbearable. Yeah. So we we focus on the little things and mm. and 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 keep it far away. Is that isn't that right? Yep. I think so. I think so. I think we tend to protect 
ourselves, even if we are not affected real, you know, uh, in a body or, or in a wounded, you know, but in our mind, we, we tended to put away everything what is really uh, no good for us, you know. So what are you trying to say in this poem? You're trying to say, pay, pay attention? Or... Yeah, yeah, of course. I think I try to say, uh, well, don't, don't be like that. To try to be, you know, uh, uh, protective humanity inside you. You, you are not, you, you become not only a, um, a sort of expectated, you know, mm. of the world. You have to do something. No, no fighting, maybe, but you have to do, you know, uh, talk to politician or, or talk to your community or talk to people and get involved in, in safe refugee, for instance, you know, or support the good cause, you know. Mm. Okay. Another poem? Yep. Um, yeah, I will come back to Chile again with uh, talking with. Nicanor Parras in Santiago, 1881. I remember when we arrived at your home in La Reina, the dog barking at us. After a few minutes, you appeared like a ghost in the afternoon, Mr. Antipoeta. I was born in the Varros Luco Hospital. I never went to the university. However, I swim between two oceans. I translate poetry in English into Spanish as a creative pathway, puente, between two different cultures and lands. Here, I am listening to a Chinese Australian poet, listening to Iraqi poets, listening to an Aboriginal poet, reading with my mind Australian poetry. I agree with you, the style doesn't come from a creative writing course. My style comes from a reading other poet, from passion and learning the rhythm of the bird in a tree, learning how to plant seeds, preparing the plot, watering, looking after them every day. I agree again with you, mister, when you say much blood has gone under the bridge. Most of my poets are dead. Some of them have been killed or have suicided. Essenin, Roque Dalton, Neruda, Vallejo, only Widobro was a poet of the bourgeois revolution. And Nesto Cardenal survived the Pope's sing against the revolution, as well as the collapse of the Sandinista revolution. So, they killed the poets among the struggling people. I have been on the path of the struggle in prison, tortured by the Chilean secret police. When I went to your home, you welcomed us. And this time I was 
an invisible poet with a few points in my heart. Victor Hugo Romo talked to you. You showed us your room, frames on the walls with newspaper headlines as a great paintings. Your cat was like a princess in the poet's palace. You were happy to read your poems in the concert that we organized in tribute to Violeta Parra. After more, after more than 20 years, I am sure you remember me very well if I say my name to you. I am Juan. My nickname was El Negro. I walked in Nuestro Canto office 1980 with Miguel Davanino and John Smith. I wrote a book, Variantes de la Libertad Definitiva by Samuel Laferte, published by Ondero Entusiasta Press. Yes, I remember you very well, your house with pictures from newspaper on the wall, replacing the painting of Picasso, Miro, and Dali. By the way, could you tell me how to find a way out of this conversation? Nicanor Parra says, you can do anything in poetry. You can do anything in poetry. You can do anything in poetry. So Juan, is this is this a personal manifesto? I think so. <laughs> yes, I, I I thinking about that long, very so, some time, and I think it's, it's sort of like that personal manifesto. And is it is because it in... I include everything what happened to me before? You know, I try. Yeah, and is it an instruction for young poets? Yeah, I think so. I if you re I, I will send it to you one of or the poem of um, of Nicanor Parra, he tried to do the sign, carry jam poet to do the sign, what he did. And that's a sort of uh, um, um, assimilation of what he did. So Juan, have, have you been, I don't know, have you been a mentor to young poets? Uh, not much, not much, but um, um, because in, the, in, in Chile, for instance, it was very difficult anyway to, to do that because my involvement in politics was very intense. But in Australia, I did some of the workshop in, in some primary school and, and a few to high school as well. And and I you, you give them this poem and say, off you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, I did in, in the class of primary school with with uh, um, the, you know, they learn Spanish in the class, mm. and I, I took some of no, not this point because for them it's very, very intense. But I took another one, and they, they tried to do the sign sort of in their own way, in, in their own experience, you know. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. Well, what else have you got? Um, yes, I move into Australia as well. How much we, how much time we got? <laughs> Just keep going. Yeah. 
Well, here are some of the short and beautiful poem. It's called, I don't know if I put it here. No, I didn't put it in the list. Do you mind? I don't mind. I yeah. can't ask you any questions because I haven't read it. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 well, it's 63 from this book, from the last book, page 63. It's called Love is a Dead Butterfly. The body of a dead butterfly, I am the one who bury her flesh. I close the door with my wounded wings. Have a good night, I say, in my dream, roasted, eat your body. This is the one. So a butterfly has a life of three days, I think. Is that right? Mm. Precious. Make use of it. Yeah. Be beautiful as long as you can. Yep. <laughs> The sign. And the other one is Terra Nullis, 1983, page. I live in this Terra Nullis by Captain Cook, called Australia, or perhaps in the Utopia by John Pilger, called Australia. For sure, I am citizen living in a stolen land where they spirit live for more than for more than 60,000 years, my births are made by paper boat. This poem, a refugee on a journey, searching for a place to live. I am a broken sound, a vowel which I pronounce, which I pronounce with the accents of resistance. I am a political prisoner on Naru Manus Island. So um, some people viewing this podcast will be from outside Australia. Yep. For those viewing this podcast from overseas, the words terranalius signify the legal concept that Australia was empty prior to colonisation, effectively effacing and erasing First Nations peoples and histories. Mm. Um, the concept is a blight on Australian history mm. and symbolic of Australia's treatment of First Nations peoples, at least historically. What prompted you, one to link First Nation peoples with political prisoners on Manus Island? I think because I hear sometimes well, uh, uh, Aboriginal people feel like uh, um, a refugee in their own country. Or, or a political or a prisoner in the whole country, you know, mm. and that's what happened to not not only Aboriginal people here in Australia, but to a lot of indigenous people around the world, mm. you know, surrounded by war and, and and laws who impose into them into their own uh, daily life. And to, you know, they live in a condition who are not acceptable as a human being sometimes, mm. you know. So you're drawing a connection. It's, it's curious. I'm, I'm very interested in this. You're drawing a connection between detainees, refu refugees stuck mm. on det in detention on Manus Island mm. 
mm. Aboriginal people and and your poems mm. as refugees. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I try to do often to do that sort of connection. And in a way, uh, by by connecting things, you are you are drawing them together. You are you are mm. trying you're trying to bind them. You're trying to mm. are you trying to create community through this? Yeah, yeah. Of course, because I, I think um, I think if if we are united in the in the meaning of what, what does that really mean? United, you know, as a as a brothers and sisters, as a, as a citizens, you know, we can feel the same. If 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 they tricks not good to you, I can feel it, you know. Mm. And 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 that is part of the uh, real um, spirit of community and humankind, anyway. You have to feel what other people living in and suffering, you know, and also not only suffering, but also the, the celebration of, of some of the spirit, where beautiful spirit, you know, come from, from Aboriginal people or mm. some refugee, you know. Mm. I mean, it's, it, it's to me starting to draw together all the references to the names and all this sort of linkages that you're making as a, a model of inclusivity, um, really in a way that sort of what, what Whitman exemplified to, mm. you know, we are all, we're all part of the same family. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have another, another poem for us? Yes, um, I got some. I am very, very grateful with these um, books of, from um, Punch and Watman. They give me you know, the opportunity to put all together uh, a work of 20 years writing in Australia. Mm. And, and also, uh, you know, because most of the point where it's here in, in this book, I, I, I was writing here in Australia, even if the reference is from Chile or Latin America. But that's just a great opportunity. And I am very grateful to David, you know, um, to give me the, the, this book. David Musgrave. My new son. <laughs> um, it's called A Yellow Leaf is File Falling, sorry. A Yellow Leaf is falling from a peach tree, page 43. It is a yellow leaf in my hand, a yellow and long leaf falling in April afternoon near my notebook. I catch it with my brush ink I draw its broken wings. It is a dry yellow tear falling from an old branch in April. It is a yellow bow in the language of the autumn. A yellow drops is falling to the gutter. A yellow feather of a wounded bird that spent that not the night talking to the shadow 
of the peach tree. It is a yellow gift for my eyes, dressed up as a butterfly lost in the autumn of my poem. Yeah, now that's beautiful. Um, I try and try and teach my kids uh, to see, not not just to look, but to see. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, I lead a very urban life, but it's very easy not to see. Mm. I think, unfortunately, we're we're in an era where people are not seeing. Yeah. Uh, I think the the poet's relevance in bringing these little moments to our attention is really as critical as it's ever been. Yep, I agree with that. Mm. And, and I think we have to uh, teach ourselves into the into young generation, like you said, you know, the value of simplicity, the value of uh, of the of the simple nature, like uh, leaves or or bird or something, you know. In, in, is coming into your life to connect you, I think, but in a human way. And, and that's the thing really important in this time. And to understand that it is a gift. It is a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's, that was beautiful. Thank you. And another one? <laughs> yeah, we've got time for another one. I will... Uh, it's another poem, political poem, very passionate about this too. The key of my house, 110. Of course, in this book. The key of my house, for a thousand years of Palestine people, home doesn't exist anymore. Why? Home and this key have equal memories. You can go in and stay there, eating, talking, and laughing, sleeping with your children and family, not in Palestine. Why? The key open not only the door, it is where you live and where your roots come from, the key is not only a piece of metal, the key open life to love and happiness. The key is not a symbol, it's part of your life. The key is given to you and trust and care. So why? Take away my home and leave me the key. I open my memories, my heart, and through my eyes, tears fell like an earthquake of bomb in my souls. I don't know why, what to do with our land, with our home, only this key is evidence. I am a Palestine and I grew up and live here in this holy land. 
So my first question from this poem is, what does home mean to you, Juan? Oh, I think home means um, the place where I live with my people. Uh, my people can be my family, my friend, my um, you know community, and people who I grew up, you know. And I, I am lucky to have, I think I believe that uh, I have so many, or not so many, but I, I got two big home in, in my life now. But uh, I, I, I really believe Australia is my home too, you know, like it used to be in Chile. If I draw a link between this poem and the one you read and previously about um, the man who, uh, about the mm. Nauru, mm. uh, Manus Island, um, and how you said that uh, sometimes the Indigenous people, First Nations people don't feel at home in Australia and sometimes they're refugees mm. here mm. And, mm. and the Palestinians mm. are refugees in their own country. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, what, you're, that. That, what you're saying in a way I think is home, home is not just the geographical location but it's the ability to live there in freedom. Yeah. And when freedom is denied, you have a house, but it's not a home. Mm. That's true. That's true. Very true. Mm. Yeah. That's why we, in Chile, you know, during the dictatorship, we, we, we fight for for not only for a country, but also for to have a real home. Not, not, not only because we move, you know, during the dictatorship, we have to move to different places, but the, the, real, the real home was, uh, you know, the freedom where you say, you know, yeah. the freedom where to live and to share happiness and, and worry and, and, and hope and dream and everything, you know. In future yeah look it's it, it's an insight that i really appreciate that you can be homeless in your own home i i hadn't thought of that before mm. um and this this poem brings that home as it were yeah. um I, I just wanted to know whether or not um you've published this poem in palestine uh no i i didn't have the opportunity uh, i wish to yeah and but have you have you had any um, response from Palestinians to it. Actually, um, I didn't. I didn't have any any yet, but because uh, um, when I when I first reading this was an um, uh, this poem was long time ago in um, in activity in solidarity with the Palestinian people, mm. and in some of the Palestinians they really feel very. Uh, um, you know, thankful for, for what I did, you know. Yeah. But I didn't have the opportunity yet to share with poets of Palestine or, yeah. or the country, you know. I wish to. One uh, day. <laughs> we might have time for one more if you've got one more. Yep. Uh, let me see. There were two others you sent me, I think. Uh, when I was clandestine and the market versus God. 
Yeah, I think I will go with the clandestine. Just come back to to Chile again. <laughs> uh, let me see. Yep, here. When I was clandestine, is part of the title of my book, and I'm very happy with this book as well because I, as you say in the introduction, I share with so many people in Latin America, and thank to you know to the publisher for this opportunity. When I what, sorry, what I do, what I do want to make clear. I think Nicanor Para should have won the Nobel Prize. It is cruel to make him white so long to his 103 years in a poetic feat. I have never been devoted to his poetry, but his irreverence burst delayed me. My birth is born by the nights of the curfew. I come from the población and never went to university. Although I was part of the Skyfo literacy workshop. When I was clandestine, I was sent to study at the Consomor University in Moscow, we walk through the Red Square and with the solemnity of the militant salute the leader of the Bolshevik Revolution as one of the greats, a father. When I fell into the harm of the secret police, I have been clandestine for so many times, but my lack was such that nobody suspects my international student studies. Otherwise, I would be chaco of the on, on the grill of the house of torture, Borgoño. When I was clandestine, I read poem by Vladimir Mayakovsky, translated into the language of Violeta Parra, even if I tried to read his poem on the edge of his bed in that room when I whispered something intimate in the ear of the interpreter at the house of Vladimir so that we could take a siesta in the poet's bed without her knowing that I too was a poet. When I was clandestine, my role in those days of return to the mother country, 1984, was to be an invisible, or rather a simple man, such a, a Neruda's ode that was dramatized there between 1978 and 1979. Yes, the street theater of that time 
was a little sun warning the fear that fell in our life that long dark nights when I was clandestine. Oh, it's going full circle. Uh, yeah. We're reading yeah. back to this moment when yeah. you were clandestine. How long were you clandestine for? Oh, well, I started in 1977 and I just finished in 1989. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I grew, uh, when I flew underground as well to the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, to study politics and philosophy as, and, a, as an activist. <laughs> um, for those of us, you know, who grew up in a place like Australia where we, we don't have a sense of it, what, yeah. what does being clandestine mean? What does it involve? Oh, that's a good, good question. Um, to live without... Clandestine means for me, in my experience, uh, first of all, don't show to anyone your real identity. Um, and also to move to different places when you need it. And to work with people in sort of secret way, but politically, mm. politically, you know and try to educate and make conscience and organize uh, activity who is going to support the freedom fighter of people, you know? And when I, mean, when I say don't give the identity to anyone, it's because, uh, you know, we were under oppressed system, you know, with a a strong and, 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 and very uh, organized secret police uh, movement, you know, or organization, what I mean, you know? So you have to be an underground or a clandestine. I don't know if it's my sense. Uh, well, it's hard for me to relate because uh, I can relate in a theoretical sense, but I am struggling yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. understand yeah. it. Yeah. Well, people like, uh, people like, um, uh, South African people, they they did the sign, you know. Yeah. Most of the Latin American country, they did the sign, you know. Yeah. Well, so when you write at the end here, the fear that fill in our lives on that long, dark night, uh, did you live in fear for 12 years? Actually, we, uh, the fear was the beginning, but after you just... Uh, go on of that, you know, to, you didn't, I didn't have to express the fear because I, I feel, I start feeling confidence and in, in, in support by other people, you know, I, I wasn't only myself or, or only a, a few people. So fear become part of, of course, part of uh, the life, but you control that fear. You can, you can, you can um, get over that fear in the sense of the struggle. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure that I would. <laughs> no, but the sense of oh, the struggle, what I mean is uh, the sense of, of, of being part of, 
of a, a body more stronger than you yeah. as an individual. But would, were you afraid to write the poems you wanted to write? No, no at all. No at all. You wrote I them just, anyway. uh, um, I, I was afraid, afraid if they, uh, you know, catch the, 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 the poems and they um, destroyed our organization. That's the only fear what I've got, but not for me. No. Wow. Okay. I think that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much, Juan. Thank you, David, for the great invitation. Sharing poems and insights on the theme politics in the lands of the poet. I've learned quite a lot today. I hope you have too. When this video is posted, it will include information on Juan's books. So look out for that. Uh, lockdown permitting. <laughs> we'll be back again in a month. Please check in again at the end of September when Poets Corner will feature Robin Rollins on the theme saying yes, traveling with poetry where the curious mind leads. We'll see you then.